Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. Let's do that hot. Yes, sir. And the Ballers win. Helena is no longer undefeated. everybody and a happy halloween this is another segment on montana mondays this is a segment brought to you by world hockey reports i'm your host seth hamilton it'll just me be me today and uh, we'll talk about the scores and uh, all the happenings around acha and na3 for uh state of montana uh, obviously like i said the agenda today is going to be same old same old uh, just, you know, talking ACHA and A3, we'll do a three stars of the week and, uh, then we'll list upcoming games. Uh, but with, with that, um, obviously happy Halloween today is, uh, the 31st of October starting no shave November here soon. So can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, move into ACHA. Uh, probably the biggest upset of the year for probably all of ACHAD2. Uh, the Montana State University Bobcats defeat the U-Mary Marauders. Now, if you don't know, U-Mary, defend, two-time defending national champions, and they just had their 34-game win streak snapped here in Bozeman, Montana, versus MSU. On Friday night, it was a 3-2 to victory for the Montana State Bobcats. Shots were 32-30 to 30 in favor of MSU. So it, it was an even game. Um, but, you know, MSU, I thought, let in a pretty weak goal in the first couple of minutes uh, of that game. But after that, they you know, they really buckled down. I thought they took control of the game. I mean, it was just – it seemed like it was all Bobcats from then on out uh, until about the final, I'd say – Five to eight minutes. I, I don't know when it exactly started. Uh, you know, you Mary started to make their push to climb back into the game. Um, and you know, it, it was awesome. I, I was there, uh, watched it live. Um, obviously, the you know, with Halloween weekend going on, there probably wasn't as big of a crowd. I'm sure if that wasn't going on, we probably would have you know had a bigger crowd, but it was still a good size. And uh, you know, it was such a good game and MSU. Played phenomenally. Uh, it was pink the rink night for them. Uh, they had custom pink jerseys. Uh, it seemed like everything just went so smoothly for MSU uh, Friday night. But the unfortunate thing is, uh, you know, Saturday night, a 3-0 to zero loss for MSU. They just looked tired and, you know, not ready to play. And, you know, I, I personally, I think maybe the adrenaline of, you know, the last night's game on Friday just kind of wore off going into game two. They just, they didn't look like they had that uh, jump in their step. Um, and the offensive, like, pressure just really wasn't there. They were kind of just dumping pucks deep and, you know, not really forechecking as hard as they were on Friday where they were so dominant. And that just seemed to not be there on Saturday, um, unfortunately. And, you know, there were sparks where they had, you know, great opportunities, uh, especially late in the game. Um, but it just it, it seemed like it was, you know, not their night. They didn't play very good. Uh, obviously, you marry. They're a great program. So they kind of did their thing and really prevented MSU from doing what they did the night before that, you know, obviously helped them get the win. 
Um, before I move on to the Grizz, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, call me a homer on this, but, you know, some may call this an upset, but, you know, watching the previous games going into this weekend, I honestly thought that MSU wasn't the underdog going into Friday. And primarily part of that was also when uh, Mary played the Grizz Thursday night. Uh, it was a close game. The Grizz actually outshot Mary in that game. I'll talk about that one soon. But, um, you know, I, I just felt like after, especially after that game, you know, it just seemed like MSU was going to come on top on Friday. And that's what happened, so... But let's move on to the Grizz since I mentioned it. Thursday night, they played you, Mary. Uh, they gave him a warm welcome. Obviously, you know, Halloween weekend's going on, you know, a Thursday night. It wasn't as big of a crowd as I was hoping for for that game. Uh, but, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, people want to go out. Halloween, honestly, is one of the best holidays of the year, in my opinion. So I I can't blame people for not wanting to go to the ice rink, right? Like, they want to go downtown and go to parties. I mean, why not? So, but anyways, moving on to hockey. Uh, Thursday night, I mean, they played fantastic. I thought the Grizz did. You know, at first they were really slow, but then they started to, you know, kind of wear off on the uh, Marauders. And, you know, I, I feel like, obviously, they had a lot of power plays that weekend. And... It seemed like that really helped them stay in the game personally, but the only downfall of this team was their power play. It was kind of frustrating to watch um, because it just wasn't there. And I feel like if their power play, you know, was working, they could have came out with a win on that game too. Like that that's how crazy it sounds. But I mean, they could have came out with a win if their power play was, was working. But, you know, unfortunately it just... There were some things that I saw in there that, you know, I could spot, be like, hey, you know, this this is not where this guy should be. And you know what I mean? But obviously I'm not there, so uh, I, I couldn't. I was just watching. Um, it was kind of frustrating to watch the power play. But, um, you know, I feel like once they can figure that out, that it's going to be a dangerous team, the Grizz. So, unfortunately, in that game, they lost 5-0. to zero. Score really doesn't reflect how it went. Um, you know, final, like, I want to say five minutes, eight minutes. I don't have the score with me. Uh, but I'm just kind of talking about what I saw in the game. Uh, you know, the Grizz just kind of looked defeated, and they let in, like, three quick ones late in the third. So, you know, it, it, it's tough. But with all due respect, I mean, I don't think realistically anybody thought the Grizz were going to beat you, Mary. Um. And that's not, you know, dissing on the Grizz. It's just you're facing a team who's got a 30-plus game win streak, two-time back-to-back national champions. You know, it's going to be a hard weekend for them. And, you know, I don't I don't really think anybody expected them to win, and that's just, you know, kind of the hard truth. But um, it was a good win for – or it was a good loss for the Grizz. I, I don't think there were anything – there was anything else like bad to say besides I think the power play could be better and maybe just a quicker start for them, honestly. So with that, we'll move on to their next games Friday and Saturday. They went to, I believe it's pronounced Cheney, Washington. I'm so bad with pronunciation and I'm sure I'll get roasted for this, but uh, 
Eastern Washington had the home games against the Grizz in Cheney, Washington. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, these should have been easy games that U of M should have had in the bag. But unfortunately for Friday night, they got forced to play in overtime. It was a 3-2 to two win for the Grizz. Luckily, they did come out on top. And a shout-out to Max Toyala. He scored the game-winning goal. It was a it was a wonderful move that he put on, and he roofed it top shelf. Uh, it was a great GWG for Montana and Toyala. And uh, they honestly, I feel like, escaped from a potential disaster here. But after that, you know, Saturday night, the Chris had more, like I said, jump in their step, and uh, they won 8-1. to one scoring a total of seven goals in the second period. It was just unreal. Uh, it's like every shot was basically going in at that point. But, you know, they looked a lot more confident in this game, and that is the key to everything, I feel like. Chemistry and confidence are probably the two main things that I think are just so important inside games. And that's what uh, the Grizz really displayed here. And, you know, shots were 45 to 23 in that game. So, it was a great weekend for uh, the Grizz and good. It was, you know, their last, I feel like, easy games. I mean, obviously, they played you Mary this last weekend, but, you know, their schedule coming up here is going to be pretty tough, and they're going to be playing teams that MSU has played regularly um, pretty much throughout, you know, however long they've been a program, it seems like. So, this weekend was kind of the last one, and now, you know, I have higher expectations for this Grizz team. I really want to see how they do against league opponents. Obviously, they're in the, I believe it is the Mountain West Collegiate Hockey League. Uh, obviously, with ACHA, you know, there's the division, but then there's, you know, leagues all around. And uh, that's what the league is that you marry, Dakota College. I believe all the Utah teams, MSU, U of M are in, and... uh we're finally getting to see, you know, U of M uh, play teams in that league. And now I'm I'm getting really excited for the season because I don't believe that there's going to be 9-0 wins, 8-1 to one wins. You know, no more blowouts. It's going to be close games from here on out, hopefully. And uh, we'll, we'll wish them luck. Moving on to AC, or excuse me. Not ACHA. We're done with ACHA. Moving on to NA3HL. We had four games uh, in total for Montana teams. Every team in Montana had two games against a out-of-state opponent. These are like some of my favorite weekends because uh, obviously four games. There's a lot of opponents, uh, and you kind of get to see you know where everybody fits in the league. Um, obviously, you know I kind of focus. We focus obviously on. Montana hockey teams, but being able to see the teams from inside the division and everything, it just makes it uh, so much easier, and it's a lot of fun to watch. So I'll start with the games that really weren't that close this weekend. Sorry if that's kind of rude, but, um, you know, I kind of expected it with, you know, Gillette Wild facing off against the Butte Cobras. You know, Butte's a good team, but Gillette, man, I, I had them ranked number one in our preseason rankings. And it just seems like, you know, that's kind of the direction that Gillette's going in is number one. 
you know, they lost a lot of good players, but kept a lot of good players. And this improved uh, Butte Cobra's team just could not handle it. They got outshot 59 to 29. And uh, props to Caleb Cross. He he played phenomenally, phenomenal, phenomenally. Oh boy! Uh, and net for the Cobras. It's just that you know there's only so much that you can handle. I feel like, and that's kind of what happened here. And uh, Wallery got put in uh, late in the game. Uh, he stopped all four of his shots, but you know it's unfortunate. For the Cobras, you know, they're a good team, and I, I think they can really surprise people in the uh, postseason. And playoffs is going to be huge for them, and I, I see them in the playoffs. Um, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I really have high hopes for this Cobras team. It's just they ran into a really good Gillette Wild team. And uh, on Saturday, it was kind of the same story. Uh, five to two loss, closer than the last game. But... Uh, if you want me to be honest, the only problem here was that the Cobras scored their final, their only two goals in the third period. So they were down at five to zero heading into the third. So that game was kind of out of reach. They got outshot by a lot again, 51 to 28. You know, the, the good thing about this weekend though, for the Cobras is they get to see what they're up against. You know, they get, you know, one thing that I thought Helena, you know, really improved their game with last year was at the showcase because they had a horrible showcase, in my opinion. And again, if that's rude, I'm sorry, but it's it's the truth. I, I feel like Helena did not have a good showcase last year, and that really helped them be the team that they are going into playoffs because, in my opinion, they kind of ran into, I mean, they lost in the semis to the Fraser Cup champs. You know, I, I honestly thought that that was the championship game in the semifinal. You know, it wasn't technically, but I felt like one of those two teams were going to win. And, you know, Rochester played well. And this is how I see the Butte Cobras versus Gillette right now, because it's early in the year. Cobras have had close opponents, but they never faced really a powerhouse team yet. And this is where they finally get that. And now they can know what to improve on if that all makes sense i i uh think i'm preaching the right information here so but uh let's move on to the next set of games that we had uh that's gonna be the bozeman ice dogs uh they had kind of a tough outing here uh they played the yellowstone quake um one thing going into this weekend is yellowstone's goalie edvin falkenstrom he's very good um and instead of playing Falkenstrom, actually Friday night they played John Hughes. Uh, kind of surprising. Um, but right now, Bozeman is last in the division. So it's kind of, you know, why wouldn't you play your backup goalie if you're playing a last place team? Although I feel like Bozeman is competitive. They lost 2-1. to one. Uh, It's unfortunate. Uh, shots were 45-30 in favor of Yellowstone. Both teams were 0 for 6 on the power play. And, uh, yeah, it was just a close game throughout. Yellowstone scored the first goal, and then in the second, both teams got one goal, and that that was it from there on out. Uh, Yellowstone's goalie played really good. He, he stopped 29 of 30, and honestly, Cameron Maluski, he played phenomenally. Uh, 43 saves out of 45 shots. Just a great night for him. It's just unfortunate 
that the team couldn't get it done on uh, Friday. So moving on to Saturday, the Ice Dogs had another rough outing. They lost 3-1 to the Yellowstone Quake. And this game, uh, penalty filled, that's for sure. The third period, there were, I mean, I'm actually looking at the stat sheet right now, and uh, I'm seeing at least 10, maybe 12 penalties here. Um, all, all minors, luckily, no majors here. Um, but 58 to 37 were the shots against Bozeman. So, you know, a lot of shots faced and, uh, you know, just another tough night for Maluski. I mean, Maluski was in net. He started, uh, he went up against Falkenstrom, who I believe is the number one goalie in the frontier. I've been preaching it. Uh, Falkenstrom stopped 36 to 37. Maluski stopped 55 to 58. Um, there just can maybe be more that Bozeman can do. You know, I, I think it's unfortunate they lost so many people from last year's team because heading into this year, I really thought that they were going to be one of the best. Um, and that's kind of not what's happening They're They were in a rebuild last year and I figured that they were going to build those guys up, but, uh, they kind of went into a second set of rebuild. Uh, I guess if that's the right wording, but. There's a lot of 04s and a lot of 05s on this team. Obviously, 02s are the aging out year. So, you know, two more years of those guys on this team, that's going to be another year of experience. If they can really keep this group and build with them, I could totally see them having a really good year in two years. Um, But, you know, as of right now, it's kind of, you know, I, I really think there's a lot of potential. It's just that they're not showing it right now. And it, it's really hard to you know, watch sometimes and, but there are, there are those moments. I mean, there are some good players on this team and they, they obviously shut out uh, the Helena Bighorns. They played really well that game, primarily Cameron Maluski, but, you know, I, I just, I feel like um, there, there's more to this team that they're just not showing yet. And this, this one hurt this last weekend because Yellowstone, I feel like is, Kind of a bottom tier team, but I, I really felt like Bozeman could have won. Moving on to the Great Falls Americans. We got the Great Falls Americans hosting the Badlands Sabres this weekend. Uh, game one was a win for them. Uh, they took it five to one. And then on Saturday, they won three, or excuse me. Five to four in a shootout. But for Friday night's game, uh, Fallman was a goal scorer. We had Kremers, Bunch, Rasmussen, and Simon. Um, and just a great outing for the uh, Great Falls Americans. Shots were pretty even. Badlands has shown that they can really hang with the top teams in the league. 52 to 42 were the shots. And this was just a really good game. Um, Josh Kozio. Stop 41 of 42 shots. Great night by him. A goaltending battle, in my opinion. Broxman stopped 47 of 52. Just a great game overall. There's really not a whole lot else to say. I mean, these were two battles of a night. And on the 5-4 to four shootout win, some controversy at the end. Uh, I know that a player, I believe it was a player and a coach, got tossed for abusive official. It was actually two players and one coach. Excuse me. It was Ian Vanelli and Cale Campbell. And I don't have a name for the bench abusive official, but there was a 
abusive official uh, game misconduct assessed at the end of the shootout. I was curious because I didn't actually catch it when I was watching the shootout and I stayed a little bit after and, you know, I, I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, there was some controversy here. You know, Badlands had maybe two goals that could have gone in, but, you know, there was some, you know, fumbling of the puck, you know, one was a, you know, went behind the player, another one, you know, the player could have had, but, you know, I'd have to go back and rewatch them. But there were two controversy goals that could have possibly went in, but didn't. Um, and just with that, you know, I I would assume that inside the shootout loss, uh, the Badlands Sabres would have absolutely loved to have Zach Vockler. Um, but unfortunately, in the third late, he got a... 20-minute game misconduct for removing an opponent's helmet. And maybe that one really hurt the team heading into OT and in the shootout because Vockler, 0-4 forward, he is one of the best 0-4s in the league. Um, man, can that kid fly? And he he's really fast and he's really good. And uh, the Great Falls Americans were able to hold him off and hold the team off. I, I felt like this was a good weekend. A uh, good challenge for Great Falls. It seems like Great Falls is always in close games. Uh, they can hang with pretty much any team. So we'll see how they do next weekend. And lastly, again, we had you, Mary, getting upset by Montana State. But how about the Sheridan Hawks upsetting Helena twice, Friday night and Saturday night? This was unreal. High-scoring games, too. So last weekend, we didn't have a Montana monday's episode last weekend but before that episode we would have talked about the sheridan hawks and how good they did against bozeman but how good did they do against helena helena just they're in a rut right now and it's kind of scary um because i know that this team is skilled they're also really young but there's some leadership and some older veterans that you know i feel like can take over games and it's just not really happening right now and it's kind of you know terrifying a little bit i guess but yeah man this is uh it was a tough goaltending uh night for swanson and wright you know both got scored on swanson got scored on five times Wright got scored on twice um and obviously you know one thing that i noticed about the sheridan team is they are fast they're fast and they're young on our 406 on the fly podcast we're actually going to talk about this team i'm going to go pretty in-depth about it because i just saw them you know, a weekend or two ago, and man, do they look good. They are a fast team, and they play a lot of, you know, they play the game right, and it's kind of frustrating. I always had a rivalry with Sheridan, you know, growing up playing in Wyoming as well, and, you know, seeing them do good is always kind of painful to watch, but, you know, it, it's a common theme in Sheridan. The hockey there is just usually always good. Um, and it's kind of nice to see because last year they just had an abysmal season. Um, it was obviously a rebuild year. They just didn't really have a whole lot of players. They were short benched. Um, but they really got a lot of good players this year. So with that, they beat Helena seven to five on Friday. Obviously, I just went over that. Uh, six to four on Saturday. And. Again, another rough goaltending night for Gabe Swanson. And Sheridan just looks really good. I mean, it is crazy to say that. But, you know, I, I never get to say that Helena loses. It 
it just doesn't happen, especially since I've been talking about them from last year and now, because they've only lost what seems like maybe five times, which is just ridiculous. And I never get to say that. And Sheridan looks good. Uh, I'm expecting them to make some noise this year. And, and the thing is, is I firmly believe that next year is going to be their year because they're only losing about three or four players and only about one or two of them are really, really like their top players. And that's the thing is they're not like the top, but they're like kind of four or five in points. So Sheridan should have a really good team next year and they're scary good this year. So watch out. But with that, um, we will do three stars of the week. Our three stars of the week for ACHA. I want to do an honorable mention, actually, in this one. I'm going to do a, a weird three stars of the week. So, you know, bear with me here. But I am going to give the honorable mention to Max Toyala, obviously, for his OT game-winning goal. Uh, it was a beauty of a goal, beauty of a shot. And uh, he definitely deserves to be in this conversation. It's just that, um, you know, there was a lot of good outings um, this past weekend. So third star of the week for ACHA is going to be goaltender Jorgen Johnson for MSU, uh, primarily for his outstanding performance throughout the entire game on Friday and even on Saturday. He didn't play that bad. You know, I, I felt like he let in one week goal on Friday. I mentioned that earlier, but, you know, he really stuck with it and he held off the push in the final minutes of the, like Friday's game. And he, he played really well for this team. And, you know, it was a good effort by him. And obviously MSU came up with the upset over the Umary Marauders. So with that, we'll move on to the second star of the week. The second star of the week will be forward for the Montana Grizzlies, Case Balk. Case Balk had one goal and two assists on the weekend. I could have went with, you know, Max Toyala, but, you know, Case Balk is just getting back into things. Uh, you know, he had a shoulder injury, and, you know, now he's getting back. Uh, and this was, a, I think, his second weekend of playing games. So, and it was a good outing. Obviously, he's an assistant captain on this team. Uh, but against Eastern Washington, he played great. The whole team played great, I thought, on the second night. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like it was a great effort. So with that, we'll move on to the NA3HL Stars of the Week. Um, I actually, oh, I know, excuse me. I'm totally screwing up here. First Star of the Week for ACHA. How could I forget? I, this is the main main person, or should I say persons? People. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Luke McKay and Ryan Perrius of Montana State, they both had two points on the last two goals of the game versus you, Mary. So I'm going to give them co-first stars of the week. Uh, very deserving, I feel like. Both of them played so good this weekend. And, uh, yeah, I, I just felt like they are obviously deserving of it. So for this NA3HL week, I don't really have a first, second, third star. Um, I'm going to go with three stars. I have a top two and I don't want to do co-stars again, but the top star of the week is actually going to be Silas Hughes of the Great Falls Americans. 
He had three goals, technically only two inside the Saturday night game and a shootout winner. Um, the only shootout goal in that game. So I'm going to give first star of the week to Silas Hughes. Obviously, I'm coming backwards here, but second and third star of the week, I'm giving it to TJ Norris and Harlan Watusik of the Hell and the Bighorns. Both of them had great outings. They combined for a total of three and six goals for Helena. It's just unfortunate that they couldn't get it done. Um, and it, to me, it just kind of sucks. You know, I, I wish that Helena would obviously come out with a win, but they're really in a rut right now. So, but yeah, with that, let's move on to the upcoming games for the week. We have some big games, uh, you know, getting back into league play here for ACHA. Montana State University is going to host all three games this weekend. They play Thursday versus Utah State and Friday and Saturday versus Weber State. All these are going to be at home, going to be great games. Obviously, MSU had a close game with Utah State and lost to Weber State. So, you know, a little bit of redemption here. However, I'm giving the game of the week to the Montana Grizzlies. They face off against Weber State on Thursday. Uh, I feel like this is just going to be a great way to let them prove themselves that they belong. So Friday and Saturday, though, they play against Utah State at home as well. Uh, All three games are going to be a Glacier Ice Rink. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be some good weekend. It's going to be a good weekend of hockey. It's going to be some great games. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun watching. So, but yeah, with that, let's move on to NA3HL. We have... The Butte Cobras hosting the Yellowstone Quake in Bozeman. Or excuse me, in Butte. Sorry, I'm moving on to Bozeman. Uh, in Butte. I'm kind of stuttering my words here. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, Butte Cobras versus Yellowstone in Butte. That is the game of the week. Uh, I feel like Hel- Yellowstone had a great weekend. Goaltending, it was huge. Obviously, the Falcon, Edvin Falkenstrom, is coming to town in Butte. And uh, usually there's always like a fight in this game. Um, so that's why I kind of gave it uh, game of the week. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm excited for that weekend. Then Bozeman Ice Dogs, they're going to travel all the way to Rapid City, North Dakota for a long road trip against the Badland Sabres. Badland Sabres are going to host the Bozeman Ice Dogs on Friday and Saturday. Uh, should be a long trip for them, and hopefully they get the legs moving before uh, Friday night's game. And then... Last last but not least, Great Falls Americans versus the Helena Bighorns in Helena just on Saturday. So it should be a great crowd. Helena always pulls through at least about 12,000 people a night, maybe even more. Usually it is more. And uh, against Great Falls, Great Falls is a great team this year. They've added a lot of good players, and you know they can hang with the best. They really can and uh, Helena's kind of in a rut right now, so we'll see you know, how they do. Obviously, I think playing at home in front of that crowd is going to be huge for them and give them a momentum boost. And I, th- I think it's going to be a big weekend for them. And, uh, yeah, well, with that, that is all I have for this segment of Montana Mondays. Um, next week, I'll uh, catch you here soon, and uh, we'll discuss all the games that I just announced. And uh, maybe maybe some more stuff. Maybe we'll have, uh, you know, maybe some story time, you know, give uh, 
you know, catch you up on some things that's going around on the state, you know, not just ACHA and NA3. Maybe we'll talk about, you know, some stuff. I know there's a vote for the fairgrounds in Missoula, so maybe I'll talk about that one and uh, maybe fill you in on some information. Uh, and plus, I, I feel like people should probably know about that. I, I probably should have talked about it earlier, too. So, but yeah, with that, uh, I'm going to end this segment of Montana Mondays. I'm Seth Hamilton. Montana Mondays presented to you by World Hockey Reports. And I will catch you in the next one. Have a great day, and we'll see you soon.